0: Welcome to the United Cast. It's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United. I'm your host Matthew, and today I'm talking about the opening day of the Premier League. Well, our opening day of the Premier League, first game of the season, two-one uh, defeat against Brighton at home. Um, it, it's yeah, good to be back in it. <laughs> good to be back. Um. Look, I spoke in the preview, um, which I did a few weeks ago, the preview for the season. And I said, (coughs) even in the uh, previous season's wrap-up, that Ten Hag has got the most difficult job in sports. Uh, Certainly in football. Um, You know, not just in Premier League, but in football, possibly in sports. Feels like he's trying to do something with this team, but he has got one hand tied behind his back. Because we've got no midfield. Um, several things that didn't work today. Um, I didn't think there was enough fight in the team. Uh, still not passing the ball quick enough. Uh, in, in various different places on the pitch. Um, one big thing that kind of stood out to me today. Was the team Man United. Seemed very scared, very nervous. There was a few players that seemed more nervous than others, but the team itself, as a whole, just seemed very, very just nervous. Like hot potato football at times, um, giving the ball away constantly in midfield. The the, the it cannot be emphasised enough. And I, I know you know for the last couple of seasons we've been we've been banging on about these two people. McTominay and Fred in the midfield. It's not just that they can't do the odd thing well. They cause this team as as a pair, they cause this team a lot of problems. Um and they they both need to go. I mean a few people here and there have said about like oh Fred's got a bit of something. It's not enough though. Um because, because even, I can even see individually as a player, Fred, like for example, just keeps giving the ball away too much. Um, McTominay, I, I don't even know what new thing I can say about McTominay, I'm just glad he didn't put his bloody collar up today, pretending he was Eric Cantona, like he did in the last uh, pre-season game. Um, I felt today with the attack, so like with Bruno Fernandes and with Eriksson, for example, they got the posi- They got the ball in positions to where it was like, okay, you're on the edge of the box, they're, they're the two players that you'd look to be your chance creators, right? Whether it's going to be, you know, they pass the ball out wide to Sancho or to Rashford or whoever's out wide, or if one of the fullbacks overlaps on the side that they're on, you pass it to them maybe and you, you keep the game ticking. But, um... I mean, leaving Ronaldo on the benches—it it is what it is. Ronaldo doesn't want to be here, right? But I, I felt a sense of a bit of bad luck with um, Bruno and with Eriksen particularly. It's great to see Christian Eriksen play, by the way. I, I love him as a footballer. I think he's brilliant. Where they got the ball in positions to where they needed to cross the ball into somebody and there wasn't a striker in the box. Because they they were kind of playing as like the swap around false nine. I don't really know what was kind of going on there. But again, it, again, you, you have to look at a situation like that and think, okay, if you're going to ask, like, okay, why are we playing Bruno as a false nine? Why are we playing Eriksson as a false nine? Why have we not got a striker on the pitch? It's because Martial is injured. Ronaldo doesn't want to be here and we don't have anybody else. Why do we not have anybody else? Because we didn't buy anybody else. It, it's it's as simple as that. When When you break it down in that way. We haven't brought anybody else. Um, and even even if Martial was fit and Ronaldo wanted to stay, we still needed another striker because of what happened with uh, Greenwood. And, of course, Cavani's not at the club anymore either, really. Um, C- C- Cavani's like, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with Greenwood, but Cavani is actually he's not in the team at all. Um, obviously, Greenwood isn't either, but he's under contract and whatnot, you get what I mean so, one of them's like not an option but we'll see, and the other one is definitely not an option because they've actually left the football club um, but regardless of like the situation of those two um, we still needed a striker and we haven't got one, and that's what happens when you don't buy players in the summer you don't back the manager we've got, like numbers wise I mean you can promote all the youth that you want and I'm ha- happy for Iqbal to get promoted and Garnacho to get promoted, that's great but n- numerically, forget, like, um, actual talent for a minute. We've got less players now than what we had last season. Because even though we've brought in three, we've lost about five or six. Um, and one of the ones that you lost, or t- two, two of the players that we lost from last season was Matic, holding player, we need a midfielder, and Cavani, striker, we need a striker. They haven't been replaced. So, because I- I'm going to say this to now, right? There's been a few, like, rumblings already of, like, oh, is Ten Hag good enough and get him out? It's like, Jesus Christ, he's only played his first Premier League game. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> give the man some time. He's not even been here a year yet, is he? So, um, I I would honestly say, right, so l- l- let's think of, like, the established best coaches in the world, best managers in the world. Pep Guardiola, Jurgen Klopp, Antonio Conte, um, what's the, uh... Is it Carlo Ancelotti the Real Madrid manager. I like okay bring bring hypothetically bring one of them in see what they can do with this team see what they can do with this midfield you know. Um Ten Ten Hag isn't going to be able to be a success until he's got the team that is going to allow him to play his system and his tactics and use his ideas. It's just not going to happen. It's like if you're at a restaurant and you order a burger and you get given a pizza. It's not what it's not what you ordered is it? Is is it it's it's that uh what's it, what's the phrase called um square pegs and round holes square um Hag's got a bunch of square pegs but he's got a bunch of round poles basically um yeah it just I, I I just I really can't emphasize enough today like our midfield just kept getting run through by Brighton and credit to Brighton Brighton were very good today Brighton were very very good they beat us fair enough, you know, uh, just because you can admit that your own team played bad, it doesn't mean you have to say the other team didn't play well, Brighton played well, Brighton are a very, I can clearly see, I don't know much about Brighton, I don't know much about Graham Potter, I don't really follow Brighton, but I can see the way they pass the ball, their confidence, the way they're moving the ball around, creating chances, you can see, you can see little things of like, okay, Danny Welbeck um, is on the edge of the box, for example, their midfield gets the ball and he makes a darting run, Right? And when you've got somebody, you know, like Harry Maguire at the back... They um, can't run off the world back, can he? He can't do it. Right, so with the first goal... Yeah, it comes down the left-hand side. They're both very similar goals, but one's on one side, one's on the other, basically. And... You, you can just pretty much say all six of the defensive players are at fault, really. Um, because, really, if you've got a situation like you have got with both of these goals... Um, and you've got the ball coming in from one side they score and then you've got it coming in from the other side they score. I mean the only real difference with the two goals because they're very very similar I've just watched them back they're very very similar um, De Gea spills the ball with the second goal and no one's really there to follow it up I was trying to watch Martinez in this game because Martinez to me is a relatively new player like I don't really know a whole lot about him his speed seems sort of middle sort of medium like he's not slow and he's not like not massively sort of quick so again I, I don't know if you've got a repeat and I'm not trying to like compare Lind, uh, Lindelof to Martinez because I think Martinez on the ball is a better, better player than both of them but speed wise when you've got your centre back partnerships and you've got somebody as slow as Maguire we know Maguire is slow and you've got a Lindelof who's also slow or a Martinez who's not fast, but a bit quicker. You really do need a Varan or an Eric Bailey in there. Twan is also relatively quick. I can't remember how quick, like, Mengi is, but... You you can't really be doing that. And, again, this is for things for, like, Ten Hag to maybe learn. Um, I do think, though, that with Maguire and McTominay specifically, I want to look at their contracts. Um, especially the whole Maguire thing, you know, with being captain and... All that type of stuff, but... um no, it's, I mean, it's, it's a, one of the additional problems you've got with both goals, aside from the midfield losing the battle, which they always pretty much do, and the defenders, not, re- the centre backs aren't really doing enough, the uh, low suspect, it, it is suspect defensively, I, I like him going forward, but, see, that's where we've got such an issue, right, like, wambasaka's is very good, he's not good positionally, but he's good at tackling people, wan Uh going forward, wan is not an option. Um, like, going forward in attack. low is, but is very bad defensively. You almost want to combine the two of them. And then Shaw, I thought, looked slower in this game. Um, so you sort of had a situation where, like, Shaw's at left back, he looked a bit slow. Going forward, he looked okay. Um, and one of the things I've said positively about Shaw and Rashford on the left-hand side is they did have a good overlapping... You know, they, they they overlapped a lot. They they, they were really good communication-wise, and they were a good sort of partnership on that side. But um, I don't know if that's going to work again in the same way. I don't really know. I wasn't seeing a lot of overlap in this game um, between those two specifically. So your whole back line's in question, really. I mean, I think you need to be playing Varane and Bailey. You need to have Delow unless you sign another left uh, right-back, and you need to be having Malassia, just because is quicker than... Then sure, Tellez has gone on loan anyway. So, anyway, that's kind of the analysis of both goals. Um, Maguire, I think, I, I think they all could do better. But again, you, you look at these types of goals. Maguire is both out of position and too slow. It's it's a bad combination. Um, but the, the thing is as well, it's not always about the 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 um, four in de, in defence from right back to left back. You know, Tomlin and Fred not tracking back. They got to be tracking back. Um, you've got got to be doing it, and they're just not, they lose their runners, they they lose the ball, they lose the runners, they can't catch up, and we end up in trouble, Um, because it's not all on the back four, you do have to have your midfield involved in your defence as well, which is where we need a centre defensive midfielder, we had one in Matic, he left, and we haven't replaced him, and again, what is Tenag supposed to do about that? Um, if you put Pep or Klopp or anybody, what, what are they supposed to do about it? You know, apart from like Garner and Martinez, who I think is an option. I don't know what else you do. I don't know. Uh, Fred can't do that job. McTominay can't do that job. They can't do it even when they're both there. So <laughs> there's nothing else I need to say on it. We need to buy. We, we de- clearly need new players, um, or more more players. So anyway, that was the half time uh, Gross scored both goals. Then we're going to get into substitution talk. Um, Ronaldo was subbed on for Fred. Good substitution. Uh, that was on the 53rd minute mark. So uh, nice and early getting Ronaldo in. Uh, I'm not sure why Ronaldo didn't start. I don't know. Was it a fitness thing? Was he not quite fully fit? Um, again, you take you take Ronaldo out. And I st- still uh, going forward, I don't think Martial is... A great option as a number nine is up front, uh, but Martial would have been your other option, and he's injured anyway. So it, it's amazing how quickly you can just be down to nothing, isn't it? Um, so then you end up doing the false nine thing because we haven't signed a striker. So yeah, um, but yeah, Ronaldo's brought on for Fred uh, again. If you're taking off Fred and or McTominay, you've 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 done a good you've uh, made a good choice there. So. That was that with Ronaldo. So he was brought on uh, nice and early. Um, I'm not sure why this substitution specifically was um, so much earlier than the other ones. But it was. So uh, anyway. Earlier the subs the better. I think we should have made subs at half time. But 53 minutes is is fine I suppose. Then they score. It's been written down here as an own goal. uh, As a McAllister own goal. This was a scrappy one. This this is when we scored. This made it 2-1. This was a really scrappy one. Um, it was. I think they looked at it for like offside or handball or a foul. I don't really know what they looked at it for, but they did. They did go to VAR. They gave us the goal, uh, but unfortunately we couldn't capital, capitalise on it. Um, I mean, the goal's a goal at the end of the day in football. You want to score whatever way you can score. Obviously, there's more entertaining ways to score goals, but. You know, if you get a scrappy goal that's a tap-in, you, you take it. Nobody's going to say no to that, are they? But uh, that's our opening goal of the season. a throw and goal. It looked initially like a low goal, but um, it wasn't. So, an own goal There's nothing to really analyse here, I suppose. Uh, a cross comes in. I think eriksson has been taking our corners, which which is good. So, clearly got a good cross on him. Uh, but again, you put Eriksson in the team you need a good midfield around him. You put Donny van der Beek in the team, you need a good midfield around him. If you put Martinez in the midfield, um, who seems like Martinez is going to be either a, a a mix between a centre-back and a midfielder, you need a good midfield around them. Um, same thing with Bruno. Again, if you put Bruno in, in the midfield, you need a good midfield around him. And McTominay and Fred are not that answer. Uh, but aside from that, yeah, it's a good cross from uh, Ericsson. Um, gets fumbled around a bit in the box, and we tap it in. So, uh that's a goal, it's not a good goal, it's not a bad goal, it's just a goal, so, uh, then they made a few subs, um, nothing to really say about that, then the 70, it says there's 76 minutes, there's clearly, there was clearly like a waiting period for this, because we tried to get Donny on basically, a substitution here, one of the best ones I've seen, Donny Van De Beek being brought on for Scott McTominay, uh, 76 minute I think this substitution was supposed to happen a little bit earlier but there was clearly some delays because the thing is right about substitutions what you've got to remember the ball has to go out of play because you can't just be like hey in the middle of the pitch like hey come on you jog off the pitch don't you jog on it doesn't you know obviously you have to wait for the ball to go out of play so it, it, in a situation because I think he was supposed to come on about the 70th minute that's when we started seeing him Sort of like... The, the cameras went over to me... It was sort of supposed to be brought on... But then the, the ball just didn't go out of play for, for long enough... And we didn't get the chance to make the substitution... Because you've got to think as well... Um, When you're making a substitution... You think because... Time with something like this is something I've been quite picky about... Like if you're making subs in the 85th, 80th minute... It's just a bit too late right... You've got to plan out... Like okay first of all who do I want to bring on... Who do I want to bring off... Um, And then you've got to figure out like okay... You can't just bring them on, like they need to warm up. That's going to take a bit of time. Then you've got to, like, they've got to sort of get changed. That doesn't take that long, I don't think, but it's still a bit of time. Then you've got to wait for the ball to go out of play. Then you can bring the player on. So it is a process. It's not just, you know, you can't just do it like that. Uh, it's the same FIFA where the ball goes out of play in the 70th minute and you can make a sub straight away. You know, your subs on FIFA don't need to warm up, um, but real players do. So. Um, this this one was fine. It, it was a little bit too late. But again, I think that's because of the ball didn't go out of play. Uh, yeah, no problems with that substitution at all. So again, I think those two substitutions are a good choice. Ronaldo one for Fred. Uh, obviously, the midf- midf- midfield got moved around a bit. Um, and Donny van der Beek on for McTominay. So clearly, at that point, we were saying, you know, let's just not worry about a defensive midfielder. We need to go for a goal. So, um, yeah, you end up with a midfield of Bruno, Donny, Eriksen... And I think it was uh, I think it was those three, wasn't it, um, that I brought on. And I've got no problems with those players, apart from Bruno, that we'll talk about in a bit. But it's a better team than what you started with. It's a better midfield than what you started with. So there's that. And then you got three subs in the 90th minute. So you're allowed to make five substitutions this season. Interesting. That's good. The more substitutions are better. It gives you more options, uh, which I think is good. Um, Alanga, Malasia, and Gonacho all brought on. Um, Alanga on for Sancho, Malasia on for Shaw, Gonacho on for Bruno Fernandes. Um, fine, fine subs. I don't quite know why these were so late. Maybe these were literally just like, hey, there's going to be some added time and we have a bit of time left. So I'm going to throw all these people on. Um, so, a- again, were these subs supposed to be five minutes before that, ten minutes before that? I don't know, but, um... He made the changes nonetheless. Uh, Sancho, yeah, I, I, I just don't think Sancho got on the ball enough in this game. Because uh, I'm bringing him up because of the Elanga substitution. Uh, but again, I think, like, Garnaccio could have, maybe should have started. Malasia should have started. Donny should have started. Sancho, I would have said, should have started. Elanga's a good bench option, I suppose. So there's your substitutions. Um, they made some substitutions after that, but that was clearly, clearly to kill time. So that they could get the win, which worked. Um. So there's that. Um, we'll take a break in a second, um, and then we'll talk about the play ratings in a minute. But that's the game. Uh, pretty much, that was the up to 90th minute. Um. What What was another annoying thing about this game is in the last 10 to 20 minutes, we really it's almost like we looked and thought, "Oh, we're actually losing this game. We need to score a goal," and then decided to start up in the tempo and passing the ball we're still just passing the ball too slowly um but again one of the reasons for that which was i don't even think it's analysis from me it's more just it's blatantly obvious there was a lot of times in this game where martinez or maguire would have the have the ball the full backs would be pushed up a little bit but the midfield was like detached the midfield was like it was like our back line was in our half, and the midfield was in their half. There's no one to pass to. That's where you need those midfield players to drop, drop in, drop into that hole, pick the ball up, and move it forward. Um, but again, you've got Fred and McTominay, and they don't do that. So, uh, or even if they do do it, and they get the ball, they just end up losing it. So, um, yeah. So there's that. But anyway, uh, there we go. So it's it's annoying that as well because when on the odd rare occasion where Fred or McTominay do drop into the hole and take the ball, they just end up losing it. But then if but then the other thing we end up doing is kicking the ball long and then losing it anyway. We just lose it further up the pitch. So it's that midfield. Can't emphasise that enough. It's the midfield that's the problem. Um, and <laughs> I, th- I think the window closes in September transfer window. I think it's 1st of September or something. It, it always changes. But yeah. Um, Frankie De Jong. We need him. A couple of other midfielders. We need them. We need a striker. Um, th- those are the two positions we really, really need players in. I mean, sure, we could improve on like the right back. We could get a new right winger. Like The right side could do a bit, a bit of improvement. But we really need a striker. And we really need a couple of midfielders centre-backs, even though some of them aren't good we've got plenty of them, we're not short on centre-backs, but we are short on strikers and on midfielders so, there we go Um, yeah um, it it ain't easy doing this podcast sometimes I tell you (laughs) Um, because I I don't like repeating the same things, but if the team's doing the same things like the midfield, then what else am I supposed to say, so anyway Uh, but speaking of men men's football which we're covering here uh, we are sponsored by Manscaped at the moment they are a men's grooming service that sell grooming products for men you can go and get uh, different products from them uh, different shavers razors in those hair trimmers different clothes deodorants different uh, bath sort of stuff all that kind of thing Um, things to you know Clean up your either your hygiene or if it's whatever you know to do with men's grooming stuff. So, uh, still summer, still hot, still nice outside. If you feel like you need to, uh, you know, give yourself a nice trim or freshen yourself up, you can get some products from Manscaped that could help you with that uh, so we've got to deal with them of course at the moment as well a couple of good things to note about that by the way uh, you don't need to type in Manscaped's website so if you're already doing that if you're already curious about them there's a link in the show notes you can just click onto that that will take you over to the website it Saves you. it saves you typing in Manscaped you can just click on the link in the show notes uh, also you'll see in the same the same paragraph um, our promo code which is etalkuk that's e-t-a-l-k-u-k you can get 20% off and free shipping with Manscaped, with Manscaped's product, so you go on Manscaped's website, have a look at what you want, whether it's for you, or somebody else, or both, depending on the occasion, uh, go and choose from what you want, they've got different sets of things as well, so if you don't want one or two items, if you want like a couple of things, they've got various different sets for different things, different occasions, uh, for all that as well, uh, one notable interesting point as well, their um, shaver is also waterproof, which is really good, which is really handy, uh, so there's, that is a good thing to, to notice about as well, um, Say so yeah, etalk UK, E T A L K U K, twenty percent off your order with Manscaped. Uh, first-hand type products, very professionally made. Don't feel like they're gonna break. All very, uh, you know, professional and and class and everything like that. So uh, even the packaging. So when you receive your Manscaped items, uh, they're gonna be in good condition. Uh, so is the box as well so uh, yeah it's good to have nice packaging with your products that you get as well you don't want anything to be sort of ripped up or damaged so all good with all that uh, great stuff from manscape they sent me some free stuff so i can tell you about how good it is and everything so there's that but again etalk uk E T A O K uk Man, uh, manscape 20 percent off and free shipping with your order so go and check them out thanks to manscape for sponsoring entertainment talks podcast and thank you of course very much for listening now it's time for the player ratings Alright, let me make my screen a bit brighter so I can see these players' names. Uh, David De Gea, um, I don't think he was really at fault for either of the goal. You could maybe put a little something on the second goal, but he still made the initial save. Uh, cause sometimes, as goalkeepers, if you make the initial save and your centre-backs, or a player, doesn't have to be the centre-backs, are not there to uh, help the situation. Um, I- I'd give him an average six. I do think there were some mistakes that De Gea made. I'm not saying he's you know getting off scot-free. Um, I still think his board distribution is questionable at times. Um, I do wonder about that because people have noted that, right? About like, oh, we've got to get rid of De Gea, he's rubbish, he's got bad board distribution and all that kind of stuff, right? If you were in De Gea's boots and you know how unreliable somebody like McTominay or Maguire or if Lindelof's playing or, you know, Shaw's not been great at times... And you see them as options. Let's say specifically with Maguire. And I don't mean to pick on him. But speed is Maguire's issue. right? So if you're in a situation where the the opposition is pressing you. Whether it's Brighton or whoever it is. The opposition is pressing you. You're the goalkeeper. You've got the ball at your feet. You can't pick it up. right? And you don't trust the players that are in front of you to pass to them. You're going to end up kicking it long. Otherwise you're going to get tackled as the goalkeeper. And then what do you do? So, I think that's a bit of a note as well on that. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's an interesting one. Um, Diego Delo, i going to give him, I think I'll give him a 5, just below average. I thought some of his crosses weren't as good as they could have been defensively. I mean, within the first 30 seconds, Brighton, Brighton were in because of a, a, a um, mistake that he'd made. So, Delow I'd probably give him a 5, not his best game, not the worst player on the pitch, but... Not his best game. So that's the low. Maguire gets a 0. If you can tell me why Maguire should get even a 1. Let me know and I'll reconsider. Uh, But no. Didn't do anything good. Uh, Far too slow on the ball. Um, Too slow defensively. Um, Whether it's him trying to play on the defensive side. And try to either tackle people. Track runners. Mark people. Just terrible. Uh, he gets the ball from De Gea, just too slow to pick and choose what he wants to do with it. Um, ends up at certain points passing it back to Martinez or back to De Gea, and that's not it. All you're doing in that situation, regardless of whether it's Maguire or somebody else doing that, right? I can't emphasize this enough, especially in the Premier League, which is very fast. It w- w- the next time Man United do that, because we will do that again, possibly against Brentford on Saturday. When we've got the ball in our own half, right, doesn't have to be Maguire, could be anybody, and we're doing that thing that we normally do, which is the midfield is detached, we've got no one to pass to, so what do we do? Watch how relaxed and settled the opposition is. That's an important point, because all you're doing then, instead of the opposition thinking, oh shit, they're going to start, like, passing, and what are we going to do about it? Like, they're going to start putting something together. All Brighton are thinking about in that situation is, oh, they're not moving the ball, we can just, like... Sit back and... We're, we're winning the game anyway. We're winning 1-0. Um, so we, th- th- there's no reason for Brighton to press us in that situation. Because then they're in sort of like... Not parking the bus mode, but they're relaxed. They're settled. You don't want your opposition team to be relaxed and settled. You want to be putting pressure on. Knocking some passes together. Getting some pass and move going. So anytime you do that, regardless of who it's against, all you're doing is letting the opposition settle and rest. And they're thinking, oh, that's, that's, this is fine. You, you you, just take your time. Yeah, Maguire, you want to pass to Martinez? You want to pass back to your goalkeeper? Cool. Ball's not, even, ball's not even in our half. We have nothing to worry about, right? And then they can mark the players that are further up the pitch. They can take their time doing that because there's nobody making any runs. And then when someone decides to do a hero ball, whether it's Ericsson or Bruno, because Ericsson was doing it a couple of times, or Bruno or Maguire or whoever, they can just go, right, we can clearly see where this ball's going. We can just cut it out. you got to be... You can't... Like there's certain situations in football where you do need to pass it long. There is, of course, but you got to be doing pass and move quicker, move the ball quicker. Um, there was a lot of times where I sort of was, I wasn't shouting or anything, but I was sort of looking at this game and I was going, "Come on, come on, you got you got to move the ball quicker." Because what wh- what are you doing? You got to move the ball quicker. Um, and you can see the frustration on like Ten face. They cut the camera to over to him a few times, and you can see it on his face. Anyway, uh, zero for Maguire. Martinez I would give I think about the same rating as the low I thought he was okay in certain situations Um, I do think he was too slow at certain points did give the ball away a couple of times but there were some good things that he did and he showed us a little glimpse of what he can do with his shooting so I like Martinez so far I think he looks good it's very early days of course he's literally just got here Um, but again and I can't stress this enough when you've got new players in, like, your Malacias or you've got Eriksson in there or you've got Martinez, who's around these new players? You know, if you've got Maguire at the back with Martinez, is that going to work? Is Maguire a good partner for Martinez? When you've got Eriksson in midfield, is it good to have Bruno next to him? Do you want to have or McTominay next to him? How are you going to integrate these new players in your team? Because um, you can't, they can't do it on their own. Because um, some people say sometimes about, like, Oh, Ronaldo's not getting the ball enough. Well, he's not in midfield. Who's in defence? So who's who's winning Who's winning the ball to give it to the other players? You know. Um, so anyway, uh, Martinez. I'd probably give a five. I thought it was fine. Shaw. I uh, wasn't very impressed with Shaw today. I'll give him a four. Um, again, looking a bit slow. I don't. Know, I don't know if it's a team thing, maybe, but because some of our players looked a bit quicker, but too many of them looked too slow and like they weren't quite fit enough. And it's like you guys have just had pre season, so. Um, but yeah, sure, I think look looked too slow today. Um, so there's that. Fred and McTominay get a zero. Again, if anybody can tell me anything good that either of the two of them did... Uh, they are terrible in midfield. They are probably... I mean, I don't know who's in Fulham, Fulham's midfield. I don't know who's in Brentford's midfield. But I think in terms of midfield two or three pairings, depending on your formation... I think they're the worst partnership in midfield in the Premier League. And in Man United history. Because uh, at least in my lifetime... I can't remember a midfield pairing that was worse. Some people would say the closest will probably be like Cleverson. Clebers- Cle- uh, um, Anderson, and Cleverly. Um, I remember liking those two, maybe not together in a midfield. Um, but I mean Anderson wasn't great, but Cleverly was kind of decent. Like again, is are, are Anderson and Cleverly going to win your titles? I mean, they were in a couple of title-winning teams, I think. Um. But they were probably around other players that were also helped them. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. But Premier League currently, Man United's history, are there, is there a worse pairing in the midfield? I don't think that there is. I cannot think of one. Um, I don't know what Fulham's pairing in midfield is. I don't know what Brentford's pairing in midfield is. I don't know what Nottingham Forest's pairing in midfield is. Um... I don't even really... I'm not even really up to date on like Arsenal's team, but anyway. So, we know what the deal is. I don't need to bang on about him for 20 minutes. We know what's going on. Sancho, uh give him probably an average six. I don't think he was given the ball enough, simply. And yet again, if I go back to my point about Bruno and Eriksen, when you've got the likes of, let's say, Rashford or Sancho, Eriksen and Bruno in and around the box, looking to make things happen, pass the ball to some people, if you've not got a striker in the box... Who are they going to cross it to? Who are they going to cross it to? There's a few instances where, like, the ball was passed across to Rashford and Rashford didn't quite take his chances, right? And Rashford's an attacking player. But you still can't... There was a few situations in this game particularly where I was looking, like, at, okay, players on the edge of the ball with the box, like Bruno, Eriksen, Rashford, Sancho, right? And occasionally Fred and McTominay when they got a bit more forward. And I was looking at the box, and I was like, there's nobody in there for you to cross the ball to. So what are they supposed to do in, in that attacking scenario? Um, I mean, that's not to say Sancho can't cross it to Eriksen to score a header. or But, like, you've not got your poacher sort of Ronaldo-type player on the pitch. Or even a Martial who you can sort of pass the ball into, maybe. But, again, it's a bit of a unfortunate situation. But, again, we didn't buy a new striker. We didn't have one available. What do you do? Uh, Central will give a 6. Erickson, um I think I'll give him maybe like a 7 or something. I thought Erickson, I thought Ericsson was probably our best player today. I do like him. He looks confident. He needs a better team around him. He needs a striker to pass the ball to. Because the guy's got a good cross on him. Um, but I thought Ericsson was probably... If I'm picking a man in the match, which I haven't done yet, it's probably Ericsson. Yeah. Um, but he made things happen, there just wasn't really the players on the end of the other crosses to put the ball in. So uh, that's Ericsson, I thought he was, he made some mistakes, don't get me wrong, he, he misplaced some passes, but I thought overall he looked really bright, he looked really good, we'll see how that develops. Bruno Fernandes, um again, too many Hollywood balls, I'd probably give him a five, if I'm being generous. Um, there's a few things he did that kind of annoyed me, um, there was one cross he put into the box at one point, which didn't really aim towards anybody. Like, you know when you see a player cross the ball in, and you can kind of tell, oh, you were trying to pass to him. The ball might might not go to that player, but you can see, like, okay, the trajectory of this ball, you were aiming for that player. You might may or may not make that pass. But there was a few situations in this game where he crossed the ball... And nobody was sort of in that area, in that patch of the pitch. And I'm thinking, like, okay, you've done another hero ball. Who, when, In your brain, when you decided, I'm going to kick this ball and pass it, who did you try? Who was it in your mind that you thought, I'm going to pass it to that player? Because I was confused in the situation. So, Bruno's still doing that, uh, and it's still annoying. So, Rashford, um... I think I'll give him below average. I think I'll give him a five. There were some bright sparks from Ashford. Should have scored a couple of um, occasions. I think there was one occasion where the ball went up to the right-hand side. Ronaldo crossed it in, I think. Should have scored that. I think it was offside, but he still maybe should have scored. Was it offside? I can't remember if that chance was offside or not. Um, but, uh, But, yeah, he should have scored that. And there was another one where I think Ericsson crossed it from the right to the left. And he, like, almost... You know like one of them sliding tap that players do. He should have got on the end of it. So, uh, Speaking of missed chances, by the way. Bruno. Um, I, I don't know what it is with Bruno. When he's passing, whether it's short range, long range or whatever. And he's shooting. He seems to really try to kick the ball very hard. Like If you watch the way he tries to pass or shoot or do general things... Like he tries to kick the ball a bit too hard. I, d- I don't know what that's about. Like, if you look at the chance that he missed, like, why is he kicking the ball so hard? Aim it low. Aim Just aim it low. <laughs> I don't know. That was just a point of note. Uh, substitutions. Uh, in terms of the late substitutions, like Melissia, um, Alanga, Gonacho, I don't really have anything to say about those. We saw them for a couple of minutes. I don't remember anything that they, any of them did. So, just a... N.A. not available. Because um, I can't really. You know if a player's bought brought on in 90th minute. I can't really comment. Unless they score a late goal or something like that. So I can't really give those a player rating. Um, Donny I thought looked great. Um, there was a point by the way. And I got quite annoyed at this. Um, I think Bruno or somebody had the ball in the midfield. He played it out to the left of Shaw. Van der Beek had loads of space on the left hand side. He makes a darting run. And he does that. Like, you know that thing that a player does. with it, that They point their arms at their feet. Of like you know pass to me. Shaw took the ball out to the left. I don't know if he saw. I didn't look at where Shaw was looking. Again I can't look at like everything. I've only got one pair of eyes. Shaw moved the ball out to the left. Either either ignored Donny or didn't see him. For some reason he's right in front of him. I don't know why you wouldn't see him. He brought the ball back in the middle. And he passed it sideways. It's things like that. Of like. Okay, let's say the better version of that scenario, right? Let's say Shaw passes out to Donny and Shaw makes an overlapping run. Do you know what that's called? That's called pass and move. What he decided to do instead, Shaw, is the static side-to-side thing. We have to cut that out. We have to cut that out. And even if it's a case where Donny gets the ball, Shaw makes an overlapping run, he pulls a defender away because somebody's chasing Shaw... Maybe a bit of space opens up in the middle. Maybe Eriksson's there. Maybe Bruno's there. You pass it to them. You keep it. You keep it clicking. You keep it moving. We have to learn how to start doing that. Um, otherwise, I don't know what we're doing this season. So, but it's things like that where a player's made a blatant run. They're in plenty of space. You, like, okay. Let's say Shaw passes that right, and Donny loses the ball. It's kind of on Donny. Um Shaw's made the pass but he didn't, so but it it's little moments like that. Football's a game of moments. Um you've gotta start like yeah, stop doing that, basically. But Donny I thought looked bright. Um he looked good when he was combining with Ericsson on a few little occasions. Um and we actually had a strike on the pitch at that point, which was Ronaldo. So Ronaldo I thought played well. I'd probably give him an average six. Um I don't remember any major chances that he had, but he gave us an attacking, an attacking option. So, Donny, I'd probably give a 7. Same as um, Ericsson. I thought they were our two best players. And I think they need to be playing together. Because when intelligent midfielders play together, um, you get better results, basically. So, uh, just to point out some injuries and things. Uh, Martial thigh injury, palestrian ankle injury, Williams, Brandon Williams has gotten. It just says injury here as well. So, that is who is not available. Anyway, um, we lost this game. It's bad. Um, Brighton at home. Next two games, Brentford, Saturday half five, and then I don't know what time the Liverpool game is, but the Liverpool one is the one after that. So I'd imagine that's a Sunday game, like a super Sunday football game. (sighs) Yeah. Um, I mean, Fulham got a draw out of Liverpool. Things can happen in football. But um, when we played Liverpool last season, it didn't go very well, did it? We, we got Brighton first. Let's focus on Brighton first. But that's what I mean for this season. I think I said this in the preview. If you look at those four games—City home, City away, Liverpool home, Liverpool away—are we writing off those games? We're not. What, what are we doing in those games? Are we going to try and get anything out of them? Um, because clearly last season we just threw those games away. And it was a very, very low point for Man United. But we've got Brentford first. Let's focus on those. We have a week to recoup. A week to train. Um, we just need to... The, the one point to take away from this game is if you just change the midfield, and if you get some pass and move going, you'll do at least a bit better. So... We shall see. Anyway, we're back. We're back. Um, <laughs> it was a good break. It was a good break. Um, but we're back. We'll see what happens. Anyway, uh, what are your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments? Who was your man of the match? What did you think of the game? Etc, etc. Uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org. Twitter eTalkUK. There's a contact page information in the show notes. Let me know what you think of all things this game. What positions do you think we need players in? We clearly need a striker at, at bare minimum. Um, yeah, so midfielders. Uh, anyway, Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org, Twitter e Contact page information in your show notes. Uh, email box, email box on the website version of the episode, and a clickable email name in the show notes. Get it involved. Tell me what you think. Uh, EntertainmentTalk Entertainment Talk podcast platforms, um, TV, games, films, may night podcast. Have a look at what we're doing. Uh, Gaming Talk podcast later. Look out for that. Westworld, better console coverage this week um, film reviews coming soon, I'm going to be, at, so I don't know when, but at some point I'm going to be watching, uh, Prey, I'm going to be watching, um, Nope, and I forgot the name of it, but there's a cat film on Apple TV+, Plus that's just come out, as an animated film, I've forgotten the name of it though, uh, yeah, I can't remember the name of it, so look out for those reviews soon, um, but yeah, entertainmenttalk.org, podcast platforms, entertainmenttalk, TV, games, films, and many other podcasts, have a look out for those. Um, if you want to support the podcast Entertainment Talk, you can simply listen to more episodes. There's plenty of them. You can have a browse of the website. Have a look at more episodes that we've got. Uh, so you can do that. You can also tell other people. Just simply say, there's this thing called Entertainment Talk. Tell your friends, family, whoever about it. You can also use social media. You can either retweet, like, share all that kind of stuff, or just post the links, however you want to do that, so you can do that as well. Patreon, $5, $10 level tier for the ad-free podcast review options, have a look at that as well if you'd like to. Uh, If you're TV and film news, David's got you covered over on geektown.co.uk and Geektown Radio, um, for your TV and film news, renewals, cancellations, pickups, air dates, casting news, all that type of stuff, Geektown Radio as well, Uh, Geektown Radio is back for Tuesdays, so have a look out for those episodes. GeekTown.co.uk GeekTown Radio Bex is still streaming regularly on Twitch you can find her Trista B-Y-T-E-S over on Twitch so have a look out for her on there also on Twitter and Instagram for her different posts uh Twitch E-Talk UK and Entertainment Talk on YouTube Uh, except for Twitch streams game clips FIFA career mode episodes if you miss that stuff on Twitch it all gets archived at some point on YouTube Entertainment Talk plays so look out for all of that cheers for listening and uh Gosh, I'm sighing a lot. I've I just, I just noticed myself. You know when you notice yourself doing something? I'm sighing too much already. So first game. First game. There's lots of football left. <laughs> um, Alright, I'll see you all for the next podcast or Saturday or whenever. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.